Hello, my name is Jamie Livingston. And I'm Hanukkah Gallagher. And we are Undecided California. Welcome back to season two. Season two is upon us. Did you miss us? We missed you. What have we been up to since we were gone? We voted. We voted. Well, you, you heard us since then. Yeah. What else? What else did we do? We um, went to the beach. <laughs> yeah. I got really burned. It's very comical. But yeah. We did some meditating. Did some meditating. We planned for this season. We scheduled everything out. Yeah. And we're figuring out what races to cover. If you have any suggestions, let us know. Yeah, stuff you want to hear about. Yeah. Stuff you don't care about, also. <laughs> Any propositions you want us to devote a whole episode to, just let us know. We will be here for you. But yeah, so let's start off with what we're we going to be covering this week. So, so first, I'm going to talk a little bit about the difference between what we voted on in June and the types of things that are on the November ballot. There is a difference. Just how they get to the ballot, not really what they do once they're on the ballot, right. but how they get to the ballot. And then I'm going to be covering a proposition that was put on the ballot recently. It's called Prop 13 Tax Transfer. Uh, it doesn't have a proposition number yet, so we'll get more into that later. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get started. So what is the difference, Hanukkah? Well. <laughs> if you can sum it up. So let's start with, okay, so there are three ways that or three, three forms of direct democracy in California elections, so ways that the people can vote directly for, for policies that they want to enact. So the first one would be an initiative. So this is like a change to our state constitution. Okay, and does that come around through the people, or does that come around through the government? That would start as a petition. So California voters would sign a petition to get it onto the ballot. Okay. And then, so the second type of direct democracy is a mandatory referendum. So a mandatory referendum starts in the state legislature. So our state senate and our state assembly are voting to pass this, like, potential, it could be a potential constitutional amendment, like Prop 71, which we saw last season, which had to do with uh, delaying when laws actually get enacted. Yes. Or if it's not an amendment, it could be a bond measure. So that would be like Prop 68, which we talked about in our very first, or second episode? Second episode. Yeah, with Savannah. Yeah. So just anything where bonds are being sold. What's the third one? The, the third one is an optional referendum. So this is like, if a law has already been adopted, the people can decide to veto it within 90 days. Okay. So it's kind of like being able to backtrack the government. Yeah. You're like, no, I don't agree, actually, with your law. We don't like this law. Okay, is that a veto referendum? It's called an optional referendum. Okay. And they're, like, pretty rare. Uh, I read that only 50 have qualified for the ballot in our state's history. Oh, wow. So we might not be seeing those this year. Okay. So the most likely one we're going to be seeing is an initiative on the November ballot. Yes. Is there any um, mandatory referendums on the November ballot, or were they all on the June ballot? I don't think we know. Well, would we already know that? We, we would see who the voting record when we looked into them. Okay. But so far, there's only, what, like, less than 10 
There's like 15 that are getting signature that are supposed to be on the ballot in total. Only five have qualified so far. The latest one has been the three state initiative. Okay. And that passed June 13th. He got all the signatures beforehand, but it's officially on the ballot now by June 13th. So okay. that was about a week ago. Right. So the main idea is just that in June, every ballot item was a mandatory referendum because that's how we've set up our election system. So since 2011, initiatives and optional referendums can only appear on the November ballot. Okay. Cool. So that's what we'll be seeing this year. Your guys' opinions come to life. (laughs) Exactly. On our ballots. All right. So moving on to our second topic today, I'll be talking about Prop 13 tax transfer. Yeah, so the purpose of this is that it will allow citizens of California who are 55 or older and the severely disabled to transfer the assumed property value of the original property they purchased during the time they purchased to the new existing property. Oh my gosh, okay. Yes. Does that make sense? If it does not, I do not blame you. (laughs) I can't say it does yet, but hopefully we get there. All right. What is Prop 13? Yeah. Uh, Let me tell you what Prop 13 is about. (laughs) Thank you, Jamie. It passed June 28th, 1978. I'm not reading this at all. Um, (laughs) And the goal of it is that it's to decrease property taxes by assessing property value at their 1976 value. So if you've already purchased a property before 1976, that property value would be stuck in 1976 for the rest of time till you till there's a change in ownership in the property. Okay. So that could go on and on and on. Nowadays, how it because mo- that's such a long time ago. Um, nowadays, how it affects most people is like say you bought property value in Palo Alto in 2003, it's gonna stay at that property value until you sell it. Okay. But it doesn't change how much you can sell it for. It just changed how much taxes you're paying on it. It can increase the property value, but only for inflation regions. So at max, it can increase 2% per year. Okay. So can the value of the house decrease? I don't think so. I think it's stuck at that rate. Okay. So if it goes below the time that you paid for it, I don't know if it goes below that. I didn't see any um, legislative or writing about it. Okay. But yeah, so the property value can only change, it can only increase if there's a change in ownership occurs or there's a completion of new construction. So this goes back to the other proposition we were talking about, Proposition 72 with the installation of rainwater capturing systems. And that whole bill was saying that if rainwater capturing systems were installed on your property, it would not change your property tax. You would not be taxed on it anymore. So new construction adding value to the home therefore qualifies you to be reassessed at your home's value okay so say we were in this house and we decided to build a basement below that would all of a sudden jump up your property value to 2018 property values versus like whenever you bought the house when did you do buy the house only like a year ago yeah so prop so 2016 let's say yeah property values like yeah so that's prop 13 some of the effects for Prop 13 is that it was really, really good for businesses because businesses don't change ownership necessarily. 
Right. So when there's a new CEO, it's not considered a change in ownership because businesses can never really die. Right. <laughs> like another business can buy that business, but that doesn't necessarily change the ownership of the building of that business. Like that bu- business still owns that building. Yeah. Businesses that were started in the 70s are still paying property taxes from like 1976, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Because a lot of Californians aren't paying that kind of property tax anymore (laughs) because they've sold by then. That's a long time ago. Um, Another major effect is that we used to have some of the best schools in the nation. California did. And now they've dropped to about 35th currently. Didn't you tell me that it went down to like 48? It went down to 48 at one point. It was so bad because the tax cuts were so bad and people didn't know how to mitigate it. That the schools just dropped drastically, basically to the bottom of the barrel. It's crazy. It was horrible. So our schools have been the major ones suffering from this because how schools are funded is through property tax. Like schools with good neighborhoods have higher property tax because that's how the school is funded. Right. Which then creates a cycle of inequality because people who are poor can't get to go to schools because the school property tax is They can't afford to live in the district. Yeah. And yeah. It goes on and on and on. So and that's what also why is. all our friends' parents have moved out of Palazzo. Because they're like, we're done. <laughs> like, we don't need the school anymore. We don't need to pay this high of property taxes. We're gone. And their property is like a small invest. It's like a huge investment. It's a multi-million dollar investment right there. Yeah. Especially if you bought in like before the tech boom. Then all of a sudden that property value shot up and your investment shot up too. So you make a couple million selling and moving away to a cheaper location. But that's what Prop 13 is. So what this bill does is that says if you're 55 years or older or you are severely disabled, that transfer of property, you moving and leaving that property, you get to carry over that property tax now. So the only way beforehand, one of the only ways beforehand to change your property tax was to move. Mm -hmm. Now you can move and still have that property tax. If you're 55 years of older or severely disabled, and this, regardless of location, the number of moves you do or the new residence property value. So you're paying the same property tax? Basically, there is like some equations that you have to do to figure out what your new property tax is. Because say you move to a property with a lesser value in the home, then that's a downward adjustment and you pay even less property tax than you did before. Okay. And then if you go to a more expensive property, then you pay even more property tax than you did before. There are laws already in place allowing people who were 55 years or older to move to a new residence in their county after the age of 55 and carry over that tax rate. Okay. So this was already allowed and they were allowed to do like one move and it had to stay within the county. But now they can move as many times as they want and they don't have to stay within the county anymore. Okay. So that's the big difference now. So this is already allowed. Like people over 55 were already allowed to like have this right, but they only could use it once. And they now can use it as many times as they want. So in terms of funding for schools, what do you think this is going to do? Some estimate that it's going to lose a billion dollars for schools a year. Well, in the beginning, they say at first it will only lose 150 million 
Okay. For public funding, but over time it should equate to a billion per year. As people keep moving and like yeah, getting tax breaks. Yeah, as people keep moving and this is even accounting for inflation. So it's not like, oh, but with inflation it'll get to a billion dollars. This is as now. Okay. So yeah. probably even more than that. So even more than that. Exactly. I'm not going to get into what a downward adjustment and an upward adjustment are. We, we can will, put that on our website. We'll put that on our website. It's really complicated. So whether your new property is valued higher or lower than your old property, you still will benefit from this proposition? Basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's confusing, guys. <laughs> it's hard to say math aloud. Like, I don't know if you've ever had to, like, write, like, in school, you had to write down, like, in a sentence the math problem you just did. That was the worst fucking thing. <laughs> I freaking hated that shit. I was like, I'm dyslexic. I just know how math works. I don't need to tell you how it works. I just know. Don't make me explain it. <laughs> God damn. Anyways, what I think is most important to really focus on is that major individuals that are going to be benefiting from this are people who can afford to move. Some people, like, this is going to be helpful for people who are like, oh, I can't afford this area anymore and I need to go down, but it's also going to be really helpful for people who could afford to upgrade and all of a sudden getting a super huge tax break. This isn't just like a tax break for people who want to downsize. This is a tax break for anyone who wants to move. Yeah. Some say that many seniors' homes are no longer fit to live in because they're getting older. I mean, 55 is not a senior, let's be honest. (laughs) 50 is the new 40. (laughs) Um, But 55 is getting into retirement age. I think you don't get Social Security until you're 65 anymore. Right. Yeah. So the retiring age is not until your 60s, but 55 is one of the last times you're going to start moving around. It is when you're getting a little older. So they argue that it's no longer fit or it's too far away from their families who may need to check in on them. They want to downsize and, you know, moving could lead to a 100% like increase in their property rate because they bought so long ago. Like these are individuals who've owned their property for a really long time. That is a point made by Stephen White, who is the president of the California Association of Realtors. So everyone who's in favor of this law, by the way, are realtors. (laughs) It was written by realtors. I think it was written by CAR, California Association of Realtors. The pro side's the only side that's raised money at this point. Okay. By the way, they've raised about $7.2 million. 58% of that coming from... CA Association of Realtors, so again, California Association of Realtors, and then yeah. 42% came from the National Association of Realtors. So guys, <laughs> guess who really likes this bill? People who sell houses. Because they make the same commission no matter what your property tax is, but a lot more people are going to start wanting to move because of this. Yeah. So the major benefactors are realtors, in the elderly. Severely disabled are also really greatly affected by this. But in terms of people who are severely disabled, they have to have like a doctor's note. So I was trying to like, well, I was looking throughout the bill, I was trying to figure out what qualifies as severely disabled. Yeah. A doctor's note. Okay. (laughs) So a doctor just has to write like, this person needs to move to this house because it like offers this facility or this person needs to move closer to a facility or a doctor, so that's easier time on them. So they just have to give a reason for why this person is moving. Okay. And how it will help with them and, like, 
quality of life with their disability. Interesting. Which is kind of a loophole, I feel like. <laughs> you could be like, oh, I have a, I'm severely disabled. I need an emotional support animal. I need to be near a park. So I can take my dog on walks. Like, that, I don't think that would be approved, because it has to be approved, obviously. Yeah. By the county supervisors. So, mm-hmm. like, the people who are on the supervising board have to approve it. So if they just see that, they might not approve that and be like, yeah, right. you can just move. I think there's a lot more loopholes for the disabled to move than there is for the 55 or above. If you're moving, say you're you live in Palo Alto, but you're moving somewhere else that would have lower property taxes, like how does this bill play into that? If you're 55 years or older, you oh, are you saying that they have lower property tax? Like yeah, you're moving somewhere that already has lower property tax. I think the theory, I mean, you could opt out. You have to apply for it. Okay, okay. You do have to be like I'm 55. Here's my like it doesn't just automatically occur. You do have to apply for it. So if you're okay. like, oh, this is lower property tax, even then, though I bought my property in 2005, this place still has a lower property tax than my property when I bought it, then you can just be like, I opt out of this. I see. Okay. This is just for people, this is just for 55 or older or severely disabled to opt into. Okay. Yeah. What do people said against the bill? So there's no financial support for people who are against it, and majority of people who are against it are, like, actual elected officials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so Representative David Chu, who is a Democrat for the 17th District, he says it doesn't add to the housing problem. It doesn't, like, help the ad- housing problem going on in California. And it has been marketed as, like, oh, elderly are going to move out of these homes so, like, new families can move in. Okay. But all it does is, like, switch around where they're going, basically. So it doesn't add to the housing problem, and it makes it really hard for people to pay for schools. Again, like, this is going to take a billion dollars away from schools and other publicly funded vestitures. It's pretty significant. He says that it's, like, to a tune of missing out on $2 billion per year. And we're in a huge housing crisis. If we're going to do something about housing, we should do something that's going to, like, increase housing. Right. Yeah. Like, if you want to decrease property rates, you build more houses. Because then there's, like, more to pick from. So the rate goes down. It's like supply and demand. Yeah. There's more. Because this is just displacing people from one house and putting them in a different house. And putting them in a different house. Exactly. And then Laura Clark, the executive director of... Y-I-M-P-Y Action. Yimpy. <laughs> Yimpy Action. <laughs> Love that name. That's a great name. I didn't want to just say Yimpy Action because that's just kind of like sad. It argues that it's a tax break for the wealthy. It's a tax break for both. It's tax break for retirees and then rich retirees. It's primarily is for people who are 55 years or older. Mm-hmm. I looked into how many moves people who are above 55 have left in them. Have left in them. Yeah, well, because it's like an argument is that like, you know, they really don't have that moves, many moves left in them. This is like maybe a necessary move for them. But they already get one move. Right. To choose from, like they get one move assured by California already. They don't, it's not like they can't do this. 
Um, so I looked into the statistics of like the average American moves in their lifetime. I couldn't find it for California. And the average American moves 11.6 times over the course of their life. Okay. But someone who is 55 years or older has about two moves left in them. Okay. They average two more moves at that age. Also, this really is for people who are 55 years or older because the disabled population in California only makes up 9.9% to 11.6% of the total population. I saw it on a report for um, the Disability Statistics and Demographics Annual Report conducted by the Institute on Disability, and it was funded by the University of New Hampshire. They're not that large of a population in California. And also, a lot of them are probably already over 55, so they would be covered in that demographic. They would be covered in that demographic already. But another thing is that you don't have to just own the property. You could be a resident of the property. Oh. Oh, like a permanent resident at the time of the move. Okay. It's a little confusing. I looked at the language, and it kind of contradicts itself at times a little bit. Like, sometimes I'll be talking about, like, oh, you need to be a spouse, or, like, you need this, but then it'll reference things in the California Constitution. And when I read that, it says stuff like residence. Like, it'll say, like, you just need to be a resident, which is, again, very confusing. Well, hopefully as the election gets closer, they'll release more, like, information about this. Hopefully. Oh, and the population of individuals who are 55 years or older in California is 22.23%. Oh, okay. So it's like twice as many elderly as there is disabled. But there's also a lot of crossover between the two. Right. I would imagine. Yeah, so that's the entirety of it. Do you have any questions? You know, they'll probably come to me at some point, but I feel like that was a lot already. Yeah, I did a lot of research on this, guys. <laughs> I did so much. Sorry, I feel like I just talked the entire time. Well, you you have four pages of notes to get through. Oh my god. Three? I have... No, four. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah, what other things have passed since Prop 13 that sort of, like, tried to reform it or add to it? Nothing's really reformed it in a way where, like, businesses don't get a loophole anymore. There is some reform for like people who are considered elderly or severely disabled where they get like one move free like a get out of jail free card (laughs) one time with property tax a lot of the amendments that have been to prop 13 are saying add-ons like a sprinkler system in your house is not considered construction but it's not considered adding to the property value of the house okay so you don't get like reassessed for taxes yeah okay i don't know what are your thoughts on it I don't know. What are your thoughts? Let's ask you. Because I just me first. Yeah, because I just gave you all this information. I, I don't want to like bias you with my opinion. I mean, I, mean, I, I think might have biased you with information. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, if they already have this like one move situation, these people over fifty five and disabled already get to move once and carry their taxes over, right? Yeah. So this won't change like a whole lot, but it doesn't exactly seem like. A good step to take. I mean, I just, I personally had come from the viewpoint that, like, if you benefit from society and, like, you have enjoyed the benefits of, like, good public schools and healthy roads and, like, good infrastructure, 
you shouldn't then be subject of not paying back into that just because you got yeah. older. All of a sudden, you're just not a member of society is not true. You're still, <laughs> you're still there. You're still partaking. Your financial situation might have changed, and you're now not contributing to society in any way that you were before, but that doesn't mean, oh, you can just run around and do whatever and like not have to pay the same property tax as other people. If there wasn't this already one-time move already in place then I'd be like, oh, okay, this kind of sucks. Like, if you do really need to move and get out of where you are and, like, get to a better place, like, you should be able to do that. Like, get closer to your kids or whatever. But there already is a one-time move law out there. Yeah. I mean, I would only, I would support this more also if it was just aimed at people with disabilities. Yeah. If it was just aimed at people with disabilities, I'd be like, yeah, they deserve, they can't be really making the money. Like, their spouses or... The family members that are taking care of them probably can't make as much money as they normally would be able to because they're having to take care of this one individual. Right. And spend all their time taking care of this one individual. But then, like, would those people have the resources to buy a new house? I mean, if they had to, like, say they had to downgrade their place because they were spending so much money on this person's, like, new disability. All of a sudden, they gained a disability. Okay, yeah. Then... I would think that they should have the right to go downgrade. But also, you can't just move to move in this bill if you're someone with a disability. Like, you can just move to move if you're over 55. Oh, you need to have a concrete reason that you're moving. You have to have a concrete reason. You have to have a doctor's note. Okay. A physician's approval. Okay. It's more tedious for people with disabilities, and they're the ones I support more having this option. Right. I think if you're 55 years or older, I'm like, mm. <laughs> Like, of course, people I've talked to who are 55 years or older, they're like, oh, I totally support this. This is, like, great. And I'm like, yeah, I see that. But it doesn't really help with the housing crisis. It doesn't allow new families to get into homes, really. It just moves around the housing problem and takes money away from schools that are desperately need money. Yeah. We're spending all this money. We spent $4 billion. We just approved $4 billion to help water infrastructure and reservoirs and parks we can't afford to just be like oh and here's a tax break too it doesn't work that way sometimes people are like oh i want all these good things for our state and i believe in taxes and stuff you know help funding the government and then they're like oh but i don't want to actually pay for the taxes right when it comes down to it you pick one you don't get to just like have it both ways (laughs) the money has to come from somewhere yeah okay so if you vote yes on this proposition then you're voting yes towards allowing California homeowners who are 55 or older or those who are severely disabled to purchase a new property and then transfer the assumed property value of their original property to that new property. And this would be basically for tax purposes so that they're paying less than they would be under the current system. And if you vote yes, you're also eliminating about a billion dollars worth of tax dollars that could be going to public work projects such as schools or infrastructure or roads or et cetera, et cetera. But no pressure. But no pressure. No pressure, guys. Just, you know, letting you know the reality of the situation. So, yeah, I think that uh, wraps it up. Yeah, thanks for doing all that research. It was yeah. a big undertaking. Your turn next time, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Special thanks to Michael Aguilar for redoing our logo. Yeah. It looks so good, guys. My new color scheme. Yeah. We're golden green now. Ooh. (laughs) How California. 
Also, special thanks to our new social media manager, Ethan Colbert. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To Ethan Colbert. Yeah. <laughs> I know his name. Oh, go visit our website for this week's blog post. Yes, for details about the specifics of this proposition. And that's at www.undecidedcalifornia.com. And then tweet at us and Instagram at us and all that fun stuff at UndecidedCA. And this week we'll be having a special bonus episode about gay rights and California. Yeah, just in time for Pride. Just in time for Pride, guys. We're going. We're going to be walking in Pride. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Check us out. If you see us there, come say hi. We'll take a picture with you, we swear. Put you on our Instagram. Yeah. We'll be like, look, we have a fan. (laughs) You are a single fan of ours. So yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.